what I am saying is when you understand the motivation behind why people are doing things, I think it's a little bit easier for you to understand it's not always the person, sometimes it's the behavior, and then the same for you. You're always trying to find a way to get your needs met, always. It's not whether or not you're meeting your needs, it's not whether or not, you know, you should or shouldn't, or whether or not that's good or bad. That's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is, is it constructive the way you're meeting those needs? Um, are you tearing other people down to feel significant? That is not constructive. Welcome to Next Level University. I am your host, Kevin Paul Mary, And I am your co-host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven, but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for dream chasers. We bring you seven episodes per week to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. Next Level Nation, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode. It was episode number 1,286, finding the places you fit in today for episode number 1,287. We're all trying to find a way to get our needs met. I will never forget when a young Alan Lazarus pointed me towards a TED Talk by the one and only Tony Robbins, and it was, I don't remember exactly, do you know the name of it? I'm sure you do. Uh, why We Do What We Do. Why We Do What We Do. And in this TED Talk, he talked about the six basic human needs. I'm going to let Alan go through those because I, I, don't, I wouldn't feel right uh, doing that because you're the one who, who got me to understand them. But this is my understanding. This is my goal. This is my takeaway, hopefully, from this episode. When you understand that almost, I would say all of our behaviors to some degree are us trying to find a way to get our needs met. This has helped me, maybe not at the level I want yet, but this has helped me empathize to some degree why people do certain things. Why people reach out and comment negative stuff on your social media. Why people, when you give them your attention, they take way more than than they should, why people steal, why people cheat. Now, I'm not saying that's right, but what I am saying is when you understand the motivation behind why people are doing things, I think it's a little bit easier for you to understand it's not always the person, sometimes it's the behavior, and then the same for you. You're always trying to find a way to get your needs met, always. And is it constructive? Is it destructive? Is it nutritious? Is it toxic? That is what we are going to jam on today. Also, all right. So, real quick, real quick. If you're listening, yep. I'm wearing my beanie, and this is the first time ever, I think, in 1,300 episodes almost, that I have worn a, a winter hat. I need a haircut badly, and I'm just like cold this morning, so I'm wearing a beanie for the first time ever. It's a big thing for me. It's a <laughs> it is. I don't want people to think I've I've sent it in. I've just I called it quits on my yeah. <laughs> personal appearance. Well, Kev, I see you in beanies all the time. Just not on the podcast. Well, I wanted to make an appearance, you know. That's why that was so confusing for me because I'm like in my head. I've yeah, seen you see beanies. Me. Yeah, usually that's like behind the scenes, but behind the scenes stuff. All yeah. right, let's do it. Let's do this. Okay, so six basic needs. Here we go. There's six of them. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. <laughs> this is gonna be a good one. There's actually seven. Six <laughs> basic human needs. Number seven. And is a my bonus favorite. need. No. Okay. So number one is certainty, and I'll try to explain each as I go. 
you need to have certainty that you have enough money in your bank account. You need to have certainty that you'll have food and shelter. You need to have certainty that the, the floor beneath you is going to hold up. Certainty. Second is actually variety. Variety and uncertainty. Because if you're always certain about everything all the time, you're actually just really bored. And so a good analogy for this is who here has ever watched a movie that you've already seen before? And in the TED Talk, uh, Tony Robbins says, get an F in life. He's just joking. Uh, But why do we do that? I do this all the time because I'm certain it's going to be good, but it's been long enough to where I probably have enough uncertainty to still enjoy it. But I also tend to be more certainty driven than uncertainty. So therefore, I like rewatching movies. Whereas Emilia likes variety more, she doesn't like rewatching movies. She wants to watch a new movie. And so that's just a difference right there. Okay, certainty and uncertainty. Cool. Third, significance. Significance, which is uh, that Instagram photo of the trip you took. Or it's, it's feeling special, feeling unique, feeling like you're different. Fourth need is love love and connection, which actually requires you to be similar. And this is so interesting. Think about this so far. You need certainty and you need uncertainty. So there's the dance of life. You need significance, meaning you have to stand out and be unique, but you also need love, which is built through commonality. Mm -hmm. So we get caught in these needs, and we're going to get into that a little bit in this episode. But okay, so first, certainty, second, uncertainty, third, significance, fourth, love and connection. Fifth is growth. Sixth is contribution. And I want to explain it this way. I remember when I was a kid, I think on some level I've always been a giver, but I was a go-getter. I remember people used to say, oh, that's a real go-getter, that one. Because I would try really hard in school. I would try really hard in sports. I would try really hard in in everything I did. Um, And then sometimes I wouldn't in certain sports that I didn't care about or whatever. But... I was kind of a try hard, quote unquote, is what people would say. And so I was always a go-getter, go-getter, go-getter. And we hear that, like, are you a go-getter? Then at 26 years old, I shifted to a go-giver. And I remember I had a friend I used to play basketball with. His name was Jake. And he said, I don't know what happened to you, but after your car accident, you just, all of a sudden it became about others. Before you used to be such a go-getter, but now it's like all about helping other people. And that's really cool. I remember him having a really kind moment with that. And I think on some level, I've always been helping others. But I would say before 26, it was more go get my dreams and some helping of others for sure. After 26, it became about helping everyone else with their dreams. What I am now, and I'm realizing I have to swing the pendulum back to five here, back to center, is I'm a grow giver. Meaning I grow, then I have more to give then that inspires me to grow more. Then I have more to give. And that way, it's actually a win-win instead of uh, you give, give, give at the expense of self. And then you get, 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 but you're selfish and don't have any relationships. So growth and contribution should feed each other is my point of that. They should feed each other. You should go try to grow so that you have more to give. And then that incentivizes you to grow. But if you're too far on contribution or you're too far on grow, you're, gonna, you're not going to be fulfilled. Mother Teresa would go help people even when she was sick. And that's very, very inspiring. Don't get me wrong, but 
I would argue that she's farther on the contribution side than she is on the personal growth side. Because I know her, her physique, she didn't take good care of her health in, in different ways and stuff like that. And again, I'm not judging Mother Teresa here. But my point is, is that these needs drive us. And if you don't know which ones are driving you most, you, you don't really know yourself. And if you don't really know yourself, you're in trouble. So we all have all six needs. The first four, Tony Robbins calls the needs of the human. The, the last two, he calls the needs of the spirit, growth and contribution. And we all have the same needs. We all have to meet all six of these needs one way or another if we want to be fulfilled. But we have a big two. There's two that are really, really, really driving. For Kevin, there's no question certainty is way up there. Mm-hmm. Very, very high. Um, and I don't know what your second one is anymore. I think it's probably love. I'd say probably, probably love, love and love. connection. Yeah, love and connection. Um, and then for me, I would say <clears throat> growth and contribution are number one and two. But it wasn't always that way. Or In my early days when I was a young boy, there's no way growth and contribution was my main focus. I mean, personal growth wasn't even on my radar to the extent that it is now. And so the story that I wanted to tell very briefly, Kev, is I was dating someone who was a wonderful human being when I was 26 after I got in that car accident. And for those of you who don't know my story, um, father passed away in a car accident. When I was 26, I got in a bad car accident and it just shook my snow globe uh, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, I, I just questioned everything. I questioned everything. And that's kind of an understatement, honestly. It was horrible. It, it wasn't horrible in terms of I was physically hurt. It was horrible in terms of I didn't know who I was and I had to like redesign my whole world, for lack of better phrasing. Very, very hard time for me. But anyways, I shifted my needs. That's what that car accident did for me. I remember prior to that, I was with my ex, Um, and we had a really magnificent relationship in many ways. And after 26, I went all in on growth. Growth became my number one need and contribution, but growth was first. And I was, I bought every book I could find. I mean, I must've spent 30 grand on books. I I mean, insane amounts, not just books, but courses online. And I bought everything I get my hands on 30 grand is probably an exaggeration. It's probably like 10, but, um, I just grew every single day. I got really deep into fitness and grow, 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 grow was my focus. And now in hindsight, it's obvious that's not her number one need. Her number one was love and connection. And so I took out of the love and connection bucket and I focused all my efforts on growth and she didn't feel as supported. And so of course we grew apart. Um, And that's obvious in hindsight, but that's my point. What are your top two needs of these six? And what are the implications of that is what I would share. I was thinking the other day, Tanner and I went to visit uh, her grams, her grandma, and on the car ride there, she said, "What's something I don't know about you?" And I was like, "I don't know. Let me. It's gonna take me a minute. Like, let me, let me, let me think." And I was just like reflecting on stuff and thinking, like, "What does Tanner know? What what is what doesn't she know?" And I had this this memory that I recalled. Not really. A, I guess it was kind of like a a theme in my life early on. I would. I remember remember the town park in Uxbridge. Oh, yeah. So we grew up in the same town. Alan and I grew up in the same town. And there was this place called the town park. And it had this like little pond and it had a playground. And then if you walked up this path up into the woods, it had another pond. It was the actually puddle. two ponds. The puddle, yeah. A lot of people didn't know about the second one because they didn't go that far up. But I remember my friends and I used to hang out there. And we would party up there. Even before we were like drinking or anything, we'd go up there and hang out. 
And I remember one of the things I used to do is when I would drink, I would run away because I wanted people to chase me. I wanted people to follow me. I wanted significance. I wanted to be important. And I didn't know how else to get that importance. Now, back then, I had no idea. I was like, ah, oh, sometimes I get drunk and run away. It's like, no, 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 that wasn't it. There was, there was a need running that. So, number one, based on these, do some reflection and say, okay, what are some of the behaviors I was practicing in the past that I just thought were completely unconscious, unintentional, I just, I had no idea, and let me take a hyper-conscious look at why I was doing them. And one of the things I, I say this to Alan all the time, and I've been saying this for a long time, I've met many people who tell me they don't have time to post on social media, or they don't like posting on social media. The second their plane lands in, a, in someplace warm and they got a margarita in their hand, their social media is popping. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons why is significance. You find significance when you post something where other people are like, wow, that must be nice. It happens when Alan and I travel, or I traveled recently, when I travel, my social media gets more popular. I mean, that is that is one of the reasons why is because there is a level of importance, quote unquote, subconsciously when you're traveling around the country or travel, traveling around the world. So I said this at a speech once and somebody reached out and they weren't they weren't very happy about this. And maybe it's because I didn't explain it very well. But I said there are people that I follow on social media that I have talked to behind the scenes who are very, 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 very insecure. But it's also those people who always have pictures of their cleavage up when they post on social media. I'm not saying that's wrong. That is not a judgment. I have taken more pictures with my shirt off than probably most people. So there's no judgment there. But the reason behind that is is most likely significance. Mm -hmm. I have something of value that will get me attention and make me feel important. There's, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I just want you to know why you're posting what you're posting. That, that's the important thing for, from my perspective of this episode. Go ahead. Well, that's exactly it. Is And to your original point, Kevin, this is the real like important piece of this episode. Is the behaviors you're doing, they're all to meet your needs. So let's just, every yeah. human that there is trying to meet their needs, period, right? Even when you donate money and you're generous, it still makes you feel good. So it's it's a it's a it's a win win. So it's okay. Like don't everyone wants significance. And if you think you don't, you're ignorant and or ignorance is probably a strong word. You just <laughs> don't know. So. Just like Kevin back in the day, trying to run away. I did the same type of stuff. Little so young boys, statistically speaking, tend to crave significance. Nicer car, being in shape, athletic, whatever. Mm young girls tend to, and again, statistically, they tend to care more about love and connection. Obviously, we both love both, and obviously, there's exceptions to the to the stats. But generally speaking, as a young man, we craved significance, Kev, mm-hmm. right? Louder car, nicer car, you know, attention from girls, whatever, okay? And girls tend to, not always, but they tend to crave love and connection more, right? And I think that's a fair assessment. And again, here's my point. You said this earlier, Kev. Is it constructive or destructive? That's what this episode's really about. It's not whether or not you're meeting your needs. It's not whether or not, you know, you should or shouldn't or whether or not that's good or bad. That's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is, is it constructive the way you're meeting those needs? Um, Are you tearing other people down to feel significant? That is not constructive. That's not a good idea. I've certainly had people do that to me and I had a short time in my life where I did that too. And... That's not good for anyone. It's not a win-win. It's a I win and you lose. 
and honestly, I only feel significant for a moment. And then after that, my life still kind of isn't any better, right? So Kevin and I, let's say we feel significant by this podcast, which we do, mm-hmm. but we also grow and learn and we contribute beyond ourselves, right? See how it's a win-win-win versus just tearing someone down? And so that's the real question to ask yourself is, is the way I'm meeting my needs constructive? I've done alcohol, I've done drugs. The way I was meeting my needs was not constructive. It was destructive. It was it was not optimal. And I think that that's really important frame for everyone to kind of look through is how constructive are the ways in which I'm meeting my needs? Because we all have them, we all need them. What are my top two and how am I meeting those regularly? Hi everyone, my name is Amanda. I am a dental hygienist and a mom of two teenagers. I was first introduced to Kevin and Alan about three years ago. So that led me to book a consultation with Alan and I showed up to that call in the lowest spot that I've been at in my entire life. He is a good human that genuinely wants the best in your life, your future, your love, your relationships, your wealth, and you have the chance to be in the same room or on the same call or have these two in your life in any way, then you are blessed. I remember you and I were, we went somewhere with somebody, you'll, you'll remember, I just don't want to give too many details to make it obvious, but you and I went somewhere and it was me, you and this other person. And I don't remember what the exact specific details were, but the person we were with was quite unkind and impatient with somebody who was working behind the desk at a place that we went to. And that in that moment, it was like, oh, interesting. You get your significance and you get your certainty from controlling other people. It's very clear in that moment that you think that's what we want from you in this moment. Like, you think you're going to get love and connection from us if you... I know. It's like... But when you start That's looking obvious at, now, just so you know, that wasn't on my radar. I don't think it time. was for me either. Yeah, I don't think it was for me either. More than me. Because Maybe. I I think that a lot of people have done that without it being Yeah, that's I fair. think it's got normalized for me. That's all. Go ahead. Continue. That's fair. Oh no, that that was just that's just an example of it's almost like in a way, when you start understanding this about yourself, I think that's the easiest way to do it first, right? It's, it's very hard to understand something like this with other people before you understand it about yourself. But it's almost like you can kind of see behind the curtain. You can kind of see behind the curtain of... This is a behavior, but it's representative of something just completely different. Just, yeah, it shows up that way, but it, it is one of the, the needs that's running that person. I just think that's a very important understanding to have. And... Maybe it's a getting to a level of transcendence that most people, including myself, may never get to. But it is that, like, it's not your fault the way you acted necessarily. It's I know you were trying to meet a need that you didn't necessarily know how. So I guess that you can depersonalize it a little bit. While simultaneously also taking responsibility for the ways in which you met your needs. And, well, and I was talking about somebody, somebody yeah. else in that situation. But yeah, I, yeah, I agree. But I think that's the duality, and, and we don't talk enough about duality on this show, I don't think. But on one end, Kevin and I, the way we used to meet our needs as young boys, was not optimal, fair, um, <clears throat> in certain regards. And again, you know, right, wrong, or indifferent, there was, what's a good example? I, I have a story where I lost my virginity earlier than I should have, 
And I ended up telling that story to other people. And I didn't know this girl very well. And that was reckless. In hindsight, it was pretty reckless. Mm. But it made me feel significant. Mm-hmm. High school boy, right? And and I'm not saying I was a horrible person or anything. I just think that I was misguided and didn't understand the implications of the decisions I was making because I was 16. <laughs> um, and now you can look back and laugh. But luckily, nothing bad happened. And I didn't get her pregnant or anything like that, right? But... At the end of the day, it's the duality of that's how I was meeting my needs back then. That's how others are meeting their needs now, potentially. And I'm going to take the responsibility to understand my needs and then evolve the way in which I meet them to be more constructive for. And I told this to a client recently, and I'm not trying to pretend to be some noble, perfect person or anything. But I said, I've witnessed Emilia behind the scenes because I coach Emilia and, and Bianca. And I told Bianca, I said, Bianca, I've witnessed Emilia behind the scenes. She can't do something unless she knows with high certainty that it's good for her, good for her family, good for others, and good for the world. If all four of those aren't checked, she kind of can't do it. And I've just studied her for a long time, and she's the best person I know, hands down. So that's kind of, she's just evolved the way she meets her needs to make sure she's not meeting her needs at the expense of other people. Because some people, it's like, they're meeting their own needs, but they're, but they're doing it in a way that maybe isn't good for the economy or isn't good for the, the environment. Some companies are meeting their own needs at the expense of the environment. Mm-hmm. And I cannot be a part of that. And I won't be a part of that. But there was a time where I was young and naive and I would have. And I think that that's just kind of how we all evolve. So anyways. And then an even deeper layer. We won't, we won't do it on this episode, but how are, are you sacrificing your own needs to meet the needs of other people? That's a that's a whole deeper conversation. That's an overcorrection from maybe someone else being on the other end of it, right. or you feel bad for being on the other end of it, so you've overcorrected. And so staying at five is is important. Yep. Good Fire. episode. I'm glad we did this. Yeah. I, I, I was listening. One. I was doing the dishes the other day, and we have a, a Google Home, whatever it is, near the kitchen, and I was listening to the uh, that TED Talk. So mm-hmm. made sense. It made sense to the best this TED Talk ever done. I think. It's my, my You've opinion. listened to far more than I, so I would have to take your word for it. I don't, I don't have an extensive list like you. Well, I, I do believe that Tony, Ro- Tony Robbins' TED Talk, Why We Do What We Do, will. It, it changed my life. It definitely changed my understanding of myself. I do believe it's an extremely, extremely important thing to listen to. Um, so, yeah. There you go. Next level, Nation, seven days from today. If you're listening to this bright and early, it might it might be like exactly seven days from today, is Next Level Live 2023. We've been talking to a lot of the community, and we're also super excited because many people who have attended past events and we haven't gotten to see or speak to for a year, two years, three years, are coming to the event. So I'm super, super excited. Uh, if you're interested, please check out the landing page. The link will be in the show notes. We have tickets available still, but they are selling out. So we are excited to see you all. The final push is here. And I am excited for that week to be over so I can so I can get some R and R. Peak week is here. If you want to join us, DM Kevin and I say I'm coming. I'm coming. Uh also, April eleventh is we we have an announcement. So we moved the start date of group ten. And the reason why is because Next Level Live and Group 10 were starting kind of the same sort of time. And we have an awesome Airbnb with the team flying in. Not the whole team, but some of the team. And we're going to do some fishing and it's like a little team retreat. So we need some extra time to prepare for that. Group 10 will be moved 
to April 11. If you feel directionless, if you feel alone, if you feel misunderstood, group 10 is for you. And in three months, uh, you can basically create direction. You'll have habit tracking. You'll have an assistant coach. You'll have Kevin and I in your corner. You'll have other listeners that are also habit tracking. And, and it, it starts small. You start with three habits if you want. It's, it's nothing crazy. So again, um, we hope that you join us. It's been a, an awesome program. We've graduated 94 people from this program. So it's a well-polished product. Please join us. And it's less than $100 a month for the three months. So for $96 a month, if you reach out to Kevin or myself, we have a promo code for listeners only. Uh, reach out to us. It's less than $100 a month. It's $96 a month for three months. Next Level Nation tomorrow for episode number... 1,288. We're kind of on a theme this week. What belief is running you? So what belief is really running you? We talked about this a little uh, the other day. I don't remember what it was. I don't belong or I don't fit in. Oh, yeah. That was one of the beliefs. So I want to do a deeper episode on that because I think we can get very specific with that. And there are definitely themes with our community that we can probably touch on pretty specifically. So we will talk about that tomorrow. As always, we love you, appreciate you, grateful for each and every one of you. (laughs) And at NLU, we do not have fans, we have family. We will talk to you all tomorrow. And that's the way the cookie crumbles. (laughs) Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family. We mean it when we say family. If you ever need anything, please reach out to us directly. Everything you need to get a hold of us is in the show notes. Thank you again, and we will talk to you tomorrow.